Sledge Lords, we got a guest this time. His name is Jason Ellis. We were dragging him through the mud on a prior episode of this podcast. Oh, that's, that's how you're gonna do it. Because we are we are people who flirt with comedy in the sense that we like, you know, I interview comedians. Danny does his sort of comedic vlogs that stand up like two times. You've done it twice. Four. Four now. About four times. Right. So, so we if anybody to- would know comedy, it would be you. <laughs> You got me there, Mr. Ellis. Tell him. And I want to say that we weren't. Sh- I don't feel like we were. Sh- you were. You were. You were poo pooing on his homosexuality, not his comedy. That's cool. I was. I use that. I I took a dookie on your comedy. That's what I'm denying. Woo. Because here's what I I think. I liked your set. I thought it was energetic and a lot of fun. I the truth is, Mr. Ellis, I have recently been looking for any excuse possible to play around with my Australian accent. Oh, okay. And that just seemed like a great up. Yeah, I get up there and he he puts his tallywhacker in my caboose. Yeah, I cleaned it up. Right, the first five minutes. First five minutes of the show. Yeah, I don't know. seem like it was a surprise. for I me. I get it. I feel like you're. I don't know your career, but I know you're doing really well. And I remember when I was coming up, I don't think I had anything to say about anybody that wasn't. Involving some kind of stab, it was. I was trying to be entertaining. I was pretty sure everything that came out of my mouth was hilarious. So, yeah, the guys are really. He's really swell, and he's a very nice person. That's a lame mm-hmm. thing to say. So you got to spice it up. Well, but the guy it, it did, was a. The guy came up turd. to me and, and said, "Are you the bisexual one?" Am I what? A guy came up to me and said, "Are you the bisexual one?" Or no, a girl actually. At the at, at the comedy show because she thought I was you. What is that? I was hyped like you've got no you we don't look like each other at all i didn't know what she meant there, there are some similarities what are my, you my girl started ago. dying laughing immediately because she knew right away but i didn't know when i had a show on sirius someone said you look like adam 22 and i said who is that i didn't know i get compared to every white guy me. with tattoos what's that if you're white and you have tattoos people will compare i guess me to you. yeah because that's pretty much it right yeah i mean you have hair yeah that's a big one it's fake. I'm missing it. I got it implanted into my head. Did you really? You, yeah. you no, became didn't. he I became didn't. so much less scary since he's developed hair. Two hair transplants. I, I would not be willing to do this podcast with you and sit across from you week after week if you were still bald. The skinhead thing was a lot. It was so much. Yeah. And I, I want to reiterate again, Mr. Ellis, I did, <laughs> I did not mean any disrespect yeah. when I was imitating your comedy. It was yeah. I wanted to play around with my Australian access, and yet and you did say a good deal about tallywhackers in the caboose, and yeah. that's all that popped. I into mean, my it was head. only a ten-minute set, so I could only do one of my jokes. And to answer your question, because you said I'm not sure if he has any more than that, it kind of seems like that's his whole life is talking about. Well, I was just wondering, like, how you approach that. I'm just adding the two times I've been involved with you in the first show it was like why would i do it i'm not sure what like even <laughs> we gotta your do fans, this again we gotta do this again your fans were bummed at you i didn't they were, read my it. fans were mad at me but i did think that you were because i know that you do stuff only for money you say and this is not true what are you talking that's about that's what you were telling me you were like why would you do comedy if you're not going to get a bunch of money no my this is my question was what was driving you to want to get into comedy and i felt like you weren't really answering the question right so what is it that you think i'm doing it for that's what i want to know you it have did. no idea but I, you still haven't given me an answer Wait, but I thought I said because I loved it, it scared me, and I don't have to go to hospital no, you, if I fail. You said that it scared you, which and that you were felt like you were confronting, you know, something that you were intimidated by doing. And my response was basically like, 
there's a ton of stuff that I'm intimidated by doing. I wanted to know exactly why you were doing it, like, you know, what what I'm, you felt it was fulfilling in your life. Somehow that got construed as like an attack, which I really didn't feel like I was doing. Now it's possible that I was wrong. Maybe if well, I you're rewatched not taking it. my answers. You're like, "No, what is the real reason?" Like I'm you're it kind of seems like you're saying that I'm not being honest with why I'm doing comedy. I just feel like it's scaring you is it can't be the whole answer. Because there's a lot of things that are scary. It, Why don't you go run with the bulls? Because, well, that's easy. I've, I'm, I'm hurt. <laughs> I'd enjoy that. <laughs> All I ever do is stuff where I get hurt. I'm just saying. So I don't think that's a complete that's answer. There's got to be a little Tell bit more. Tell me another thing that's scary that where you, if you do it wrong, you don't go to hospital. Tell me one. Uh, ballet dancing, masturbating in front exactly. of exactly right. There's no. That's lame. No, but ballet dancing is like it's lame. Like, become a professional bowler. I bet you're gonna get. You're gonna be so to... nervous every time I, before you go no, out I there won't, to bowl. I don't like bowling. I don't care. Right. Everybody likes talking in front of large groups of people. I, don't I know, guess. Man, it just seems like I'm fucking old, and I want to do something that's scary and a challenge. All right, Mr. Foul Mouth, there. I and think I, we're past the five minutes. We're minute. way past shit. that. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're swearing now. Current. I just kind of, you know, all my friends did it. I was like, why don't I try it again? It was. I felt really bad at it, and then I figured something out, and I was like, I could. I can work on this and be a million times better than I am right now. Creating. Mm. And it scares See, I feel me like this is a better a answer than what I got on the first podcast. I feel like it's the same answer. I feel like it's a lot more in-depth. Maybe it was because you kept going with the money thing. You kept saying, that if there's no money, why do it? I was speaking on a personal level of why I wouldn't pursue comedy. Yeah is because I don't really see how it could be a good business for me, even if I became fairly successful at it in comparison yeah. to YouTube creation. <clears throat> yeah, well, you're very successful. I'm not. I'm failing. I was 10 times bigger than all of you assholes, <laughs> and now I'm falling off the cliff like an old piece of shit. Do you feel like no that? Fuck yeah, I do. Like you're get, you're... I can't believe you had me on here. Really? This will do happening? the worst numbers you've had. You're the first comedian that we've ever had on here. So What's happening with your career? How is so it falling off a cliff? Because he was on Sirius yeah, XM Radio for me. all those years. And I had, like, really, I was making a lot of money. How much were you making? Like a million a year, maybe more. That's a good amount of money. And did you save your money wisely? No. Nah, no. Nah. I had a on. divorce, so I gave my ex-wife all the money. And then when I finally paid off her and the back taxes from not paying back taxes because I was paying her. Uh, there were a couple of years where you weren't paying. Then I got fired. You weren't paying any, <laughs> any taxes for a couple of years while you were well, paying off your ex-wife? Well, I had to pay ex-wife. her half of my money, so I couldn't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. And then I paid her, and then I and then I paid back taxes. Like, you know, every month I had to give a little bit because I obviously didn't have it all. And then once I got a clean slate, my business manager was like, you are officially in the clear. Like, you are, you have money in savings. And it was the first time in my whole career that I had money in the bank and no debt. How much did you have in savings at that point? Probably like half a mil. Good amount of money. Yeah. And to then be I sure. spent all that on uh, podcasting. On equipment, cutting edge stuff. Uh, you were slamming your cameras. I spent it on what studios and uh, paying for uh, promos because the company that I was working for didn't do promos. So I paid somebody else separate. What are promos? Like for the Instagram. Like highlight reel yeah. clips to post on Instagram? Yeah. You spent half a million dollars on this? Well, no, just that's one of the things. Oh, okay. Just spent all my savings on trying to make it work. Hmm. And you so, feel like it's not working? 
Uh, not really. I mean, it's doing okay. It's not bad, but it's not doing what I expect it to do. It's pretty average. Interesting. What's average? How many views per podcast? Well, a good one is a quarter of a mil, but the bad ones are like 40. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, 40. Mm-hmm. But which ones do bad? Because like for us, I, I do interviews all the time with people that will get like 40K if it's just not somebody that has like a real viral hook to yeah. bring people Oh, in. really? You do? Yeah. I feel way better. <laughs> the thing is, though, he does. Yes, I'm not joking. I feel so much better about my life. He does 20 pieces of content a week, though, minimum. So yeah. one that does 40 is a little bit less of a big deal. But a lot of the underground rappers, I'll do them and they'll get 40K and then they'll have half a million a couple of years later or whatever. So it's all kind of long when they pop off. But then sometimes they don't. Yeah, I... I don't. I still don't understand it exactly, like how podcasting works. I feel like a lot of my fans are the old Sirius XM fans who still find podcasting to be uh, confusing. Yeah, like how do I do? What What do you mean download? I'm like, click it, touch it with your finger, and it'll play. Unlike you. We have never met a Sirius XM subscriber in real life, right? Mm-hmm. I've tried think. multiple times to subscribe to Satellite <laughs> really? Radio, and I can't figure it out, and I just stop. Well, you know, it's missing out. that bad of a business I've model. I've never even considered it. I've had a few rental cars back in the day that had it like Ooh, pre-installed. That's what, that's what they made for. Uh, Opie and Anthony, uh, Howard Stern cars. on deck. You probably listening to Shade 4-5, the yeah. M&M station. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Rude Jude. I didn't know what the fuck to listen to, so Jude's I figured awesome. I'd just check that out. Yeah, Jason, I think the beauty of this business, and I wish we could have made this obvious earlier to you is that you can get started with such a little investment it's not like opening a bakery or it's not like trying to start your own law firm where you need to buy office space or pay rent or anything i started my youtube channel with a cell phone and yeah, there was no is, investment. this is fucking carson daly over here who's been used to the the lush lifestyle <laughs> of being supported <laughs> by sirius xm and treated like gold and the, just brought through the town square in a gold throne mm-hmm. they never did that <laughs> <laughs> like they really did but so you've but i'm assuming you felt like you didn't want to just start with a fucking wood table in the corner of a of a plain room or whatever yeah, i mean but you, his studio is in the basement of his house it's it's a, it's a good studio mm-hmm. but it's not like anything super crazy mm-hmm. yeah well i had to move and then buy and then get a new studio so that costs a bunch of money again because mm-hmm. i don't know how to set up studios yeah i'm mm-hmm. real bad at that Me neither. Mm-hmm. so there's just a yeah you know, and then we had to move podcast production companies because those guys weren't doing anything and now we have these guys that are you know telling me that they're going to do a bunch of stuff so i'm giving it a go again mm-hmm. back to back to scratch though we have to go back to the you know we have to wait till next year to get reads again because we left at the very end of the year so it's a bit of a struggle the patreon for the jason l show does really well really? what do you make it a month <laughs> like <laughs> am i supposed to just say that yeah that's fine like, i wouldn't really i don't say it Oh, well, then, well, yeah. I, I That's because you're I vastly do. successful, and it's ostentatious. For how big the podcast is, the Patreon is really big. Nice. Well, that's uh, great. Because it's the SiriusXM people mm-hmm. that go, I don't. I only know how to listen if I subscribe. <laughs> so and you give them a subscription, and they do Is it. the porn thing just, like, a creative pursuit, or is that like, oh, shit, I guess I got to slang some dick to help pay the bills? I mean, I was already on there with my wife as, like, a support dick, and every mm-hmm. now and then she would... 
have some friends that would want to jump on it as well. I've so. seen him with his chick, his wife, and current then, wife or ex wife. Current, current wife, and then he also has an ex wife apparently. But then, and then She's also nice three person. chicks, including one that I have previously spent time with, all having a whole romp. Wow. And he's tagged in it. He's retweeting it. I'm like, ah, okay, Jason. You're making love to four or five women at once. I want to say love. This yeah. was like a cat fucking another cat. It was vicious. <laughs> it was an assault. A lot of hissing. I'm a lot of claws. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And do you have a large penis, Mr. Ellis? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Is he, Adam? Apparently, I don't know. You haven't seen? I thought you've seen him <laughs> have sex with four girls. You haven't seen it? I just don't even remember. It's so not like. I don't want to like describe it. It's just right like. Now. Listen, for porn, it's just it's it it's not small, but it's not like that's whoa. Because these days, yeah. I feel like there's just like rock hard twelve inches out there, and I, I'm I'm not that. But I makes the grade. Though. I didn't think. Oh, look how small his dick is. So it's probably all right. Because normally my mind it's goes to yours. is it? Yeah. Oh hell. What, is that a serious remark, or are you slandering my co-host? No, I'm serious. I, I've seen his dick. I, I follow his shit on OnlyFans. I just still don't think that was a cool thing to say across the chair. Yeah, I, but I, I'm trying to even it up because <laughs> you know, I, fu- I fuck with Adam 22. Just not sure if he's actually like serious about. And he, I don't know. I feel like you're trying to. What you really were trying to say is I'm doing comedy to try and help the podcast. No, that's not, not at all. That's God. a valid reason to do I comedy. I haven't even though. thought of that. That's a great reason to do comedy. Listen, yeah. okay, okay. If you, you don't get good for ten years, by the time I'm good, listen, podcasting. Jesus. This is what I was trying to get at. I was dead. trying to decode your motives because quite often in the comedy world, in the stand-up world, we have conversations or I overhear conversations on other people's podcasts about people maybe not being into stand-up for the right reasons, sort of trying to figure out why they're getting into it. There have been some very high-profile cases of people getting into stand-up and then the whole comedy world sort of comes together to have a fucking conversation about why this person's doing it, mm-hmm. if they deserve to even be in the positions that they're in. Brennan Schaub, Steve-O, those conversations have been had. Uh, and I was just channel. trying to get at, like, you know, what, I think in what way are your comedy. I'm not hating on it. I'm just I saying objectively. That, that didn't stop the entire comedy world from stopping to have a conversation well, about I him for a few weeks I think the difference is he had months. some specials when maybe he shouldn't have, according to all the other comedians. I'm not trying to shit on him. Right. Just having a special that early from what in my little amount of career, having a special that soon is kind of ridiculous. Definitely out of the order. And then to have a second one that also didn't do that well, everybody's going to shit on him for that. But the fact still remains that he like packs out comedy clubs and he's doing his thing. Yeah. yeah. I think he's still doing really well. He's getting shit on too because of the way he looks. The way he looks and carries he's a guy who gets pussy. As a guy who gets pussy in comedy, you gotta tread carefully. Hey, he might is Schaub still in the hot dude category, though? Because he's definitely like a Chad in the traditional sense, <laughs> in the sense that he's yeah, he's a big, strong guy. He could clearly beat the shit out of you. Yeah. You know, he's he'll, he'll probably been able to get ass his whole life without yeah. a whole lot of work. Obviously, that kind of opens the door for you to get shit on. Whereas, like, in comedy, you know, quite often we see the, like, five-foot-five guy with glasses. Mm-hmm. He's Jewish. It's he weighs 98 world. pounds. You Comedy's know. sad. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Joe Rogan always wears long sleeves and why comedians used to wear tuxedos and suits. They wanted to be as neutral and as blank of a slate as possible. Because as a comedian, when you start coming out with bracelets and a really expensive hair product and you pulled up in your Porsche, you immediately become 
a little bit less laughable at. You've got too good of a life, people perceive. Yeah. And that's like that's one of the things that happens in the back rooms of comedy clubs everywhere. Look at your shoes. You're a piece of shit. Nice sparkly bracelet, douchebag. They yeah. rip on each other constantly. So when you give the audience something to judge, similarly, I think it detracts from the blank slate of a, what a normal comedian used to be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because to come up in comedy, if you're uh, just some guy or some girl, there's a lot of... Uh, hard times ahead before you get a spot like if you're headlining or you're doing a, a fucking special on netflix you've been around mm. and people like us can skip the line but i'm not trying to do that i already i've been good at stuff i know what is important <laughs> about being good at stuff it's not i know you care about the money and, and all that but i, I <laughs> again quit taking shots with my co-host what does that mean no okay. what are you gonna fucking do about it? Uh, what it is out. wrong with going in the direction of things that you see as generally being profitable especially when in the case of youtube from my perspective part of the reason why i was always drawn to youtube is because i could have a very big influence on youtube yeah. it would be a good thing to build a business upon because of the fact that a lot of viewers seem to be on it okay in comedy i feel like out of all the things because i'm uneducated uh, i mean i'm not a, the most stable human on the planet uh comedy seems like something that i could be really good at and uh, i it's i'm very interested in it youtube I don't think it would be a good idea for me to make a heavy press on YouTube. I just don't think I'm likable to YouTube people. I think, I think I'm that, old and I mean, I don't know. How much content are you going to make? You know, you're already doing a couple podcasts a week. It's like at a certain point, I would agree that it's like probably the answer isn't like, oh, I should do seven podcasts a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of people want me to go back to what I used to do on Sirius and do five shows a week. Mm. But with the Hawk podcast and now we have a Patreon as well, it, it wouldn't, I don't. I don't want to add another three shows. Well, actually, two shows, I just realized, because I do a Patreon show twice a week oh. and a pod for the Jason L show. So it, it does add up. You I feel already drained? Have, fuck yeah. Mm. From do, I do my own show twice a week as well, a solo show Thursday and Friday. So I do a show every day. Mm. I've been dying to ask Mr. Ellis something. Mr. Ellis. Uh, why do you have to keep calling me Mr. Ellis? We He's can submit into evidence, Mr. Ellis, that you are bisexual. Oh, here, oh, we, here go. we go. I figured yeah. this was coming. If I, I don't know why this just keeps bouncing around in my head. I can't get it out. If I were to just rush you in the parking lot with my wee-wee out, yeah. what'd you do? <laughs> Define rush. I mean, if you came running at me with your dick out, I mean, I'll give you, if you get within arm's reach, I'll probably punch you in the face. There'd be no sexual. Or grab you by the neck, put you on the ground, be like, "What are you doing?" You probably wait. What belt are you? Oh, jujitsu. Yeah, blue belt. I outrank you. Perfect. <laughs> I outrank you. Taking you down, son. <laughs> There's <laughs> no way that he saw that coming because everybody in this office was surprised at some point when they realized that he actually had some serious jujitsu background. My yeah, but that doesn't. Sweep. You're right. That doesn't mean anything. You're not a you're not a fighter. If How do you like jujitsu, because I know I'm going to defend him. How dare you say that about my co-host? <laughs> All I want to submit to evidence once again, Mr. Ellis, is that if I wanted to rape you, I could do it. Mm. I'll bet you all the money that I have. I'm not sure that's very much. <laughs> it's still not bad.
I'm just joking. You did spend the whole start of this podcast degrading your financial situation, though. <laughs> yeah, compared to what it was, it's not as good. I'm with you, dude. You see the car I drove I don't up? Go My car's a piece of crap. But you see how he's hanging out with comedians and shit because he comes in here and has no qualms about immediately letting us know, like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of unsure. I don't know how things are going, which is, like, so not how I think of it. From my perspective, if there's something that's going very badly, I'm just going to avoid talking about that. Always be hyping yourself up. Always be uh, faking it before you make it. Oh, mm-hmm. whoops. Uh, but I respect mm-hmm. that you come in like that because I just don't. I don't. My brain isn't tuned to that. Yeah. I, I don't think it's over. I just think I got to make some adjustments and it's all going to be fine again. Mm. It, it sounds like you're doing pretty well. If your Patreon's killing Patreon yeah. is my biggest source of income. Yeah, and it's, it's such an important lifeline. That subscription model, as Adam, you know, too, very well through OnlyFans and Patreon. Mm. Very, very powerful. It sounds like that's a great base income to yep. work off. Mm-hmm. I like that you're doing stand-up. You say it's going to take 10 years to get good at stand-up, but you've been performing for a long time, too. When they say it takes 10 years to get good at stand-up, that's for... The the schmo who graduates college moves from Oklahoma to Los Angeles yep. and starts doing open mics. You already have a skill set that's going to translate to stand-up comedy and expedite things a little bit. And the more comfortable you are performing in front of an audience and seeing in real time what's funny and what's not, that can't help but bolster your podcast. I like how yeah. you pointed out that he was bisexual and then completely forgot to continue on with that thread. He okay, knows I'm going to rape him. <laughs> he knows he's unsafe in the parking lot of this facility. I don't think he could rape me if I had my hands tied behind my back do you think that Shaq could rape you if you're no. trapped in this room with him no. no why how because i can fight he could knock you unconscious you know you can Good beat up luck. Shaq. you gotta touch me first why Shaq? like he's mad you said Shaq. yeah but why like why do you think you could beat up Shaq? i think that Shaq would whoop my ass and i think if i was 10 I've times Shaq stronger box. i feel like i could beat him i think he would smother you why was huge uh, mr else you would fuck Shaq willingly you're Let's... not going to be able to reach Shaq's fucking Am I head supposed to fuck him or fight him which one do you want me to do ideally I'll both fuck him. <laughs> i'd like both to be involved. only if he wanted to i say you fuck him then fight him not a raper <laughs> Um, what is your type, though, Mr. Ellis, to get back to the bicycle? No, he told me when I did his podcast that I wasn't his type. Really? Well, you're my friend. Right. So, And you're straight. It was just such <laughs> a weird moment for me to like realize, like, oh, this is this awkward little like thing that he has to sometimes deal with. And for me, I wouldn't, I'm like so woke and so <laughs> loving of gay people that I would have never even thought of it. Are you really? You, well... I feel like I'm experienced enough, having been around gay people, that I don't need gay people to clarify to me that they're not trying to fuck me. Mm-hmm. But wait, that happens. I feel like a lot of heterosexual people, like when you ask them about gay people, their response will basically be like, "Well, that's cool. Just don't try to fuck me." Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's not really like how it works. It's like average average gay person's not like trying to non-consensually have sex with straight people i need to work out my gay muscle a little bit my gay tolerance muscle i've never you find us annoying no no well just i used to work <laughs> in restaurants and whenever I, you work in a restaurant half the staff is gay yeah. so i was so comfortable around gay people from the year like 2015 to 2019 like all my coworkers were gay a lot of my good work friends were gay we would talk about gay dates gay problems gay sex all of that but now that i'm in this insular world of youtube i'm around almost no gay people yeah. and i feel like i'm missing that in my life a little bit i need some more like gay bicep curls to be like because now i am like i i think jason might want to have sex with me mm. and i never would have assumed that if it were 2016 and i was working in a restaurant yeah you gotta get those reps in <laughs> yeah. you gotta let him fuck me a couple times i really don't 
See, that that is kind of the problem with you, though, is that you don't present problem by at all, right? Like, do you, do you ever feel like, like maybe you should, like, introduce some stuff? Because it's kind of like a thing. Like, like Introduce. Well, like, gay people have to sort of, like, peacock to let other people, other gay people know that they're gay, right? Now, do you, they? But you are a bisexual dude who's in a relationship with a woman, and you present yourself without really much i mean i don't know the rings and the tattoos this, this is all hetero stuff right except for when he takes the stage at the hollywood improv you better cock up your ass mike <laughs> three this way but that's like the whole bit is that you don't know that that's coming and yeah. then you find out and you're a little bit shocked because this dude looks like he's in a fucking metal band right yeah. it's definitely it catches you off guard yeah so tell, give us your thoughts on this <laughs> i just think that uh everybody's lying I'm not the only one. Mm. There's a bunch of straight people out there that like getting sucked off by dudes and doing whatever they want to do. Well, you probably actually know that since you're in the club now. Yeah, well, I have a lot of trans friends that have a lot of straight boyfriends. So right. that mm. one was a big tell because I feel like most of their boyfriends are straight. And I'm like, how's... What, whatever. I don't want to be, I don't want to piss off any trans people, but right. But so, that's a thing in rap where there's a, like a few rappers who have yeah, been with pretty Tiger much or some shit. You said it not me. But they, <laughs> Wait, you're not supposed to say that. I mean, it's just, I got a trans friend that she said she was dating him, but she's obviously probably lying. Right. But okay, a ton of people have said that, and hey. somehow it doesn't really like. Does he admit it? No. Why it, not? It doesn't become news in rap for it, some reason. Trans there's, chicks like, are hot. The fuck. Yeah. Um, but each to their own. I don't know. I hey, I just I'm saying like it's kind of like a weird. Code. You've never seen a trans chick. You were like, damn. I I've been like, whoa, that person looks like a biological woman. This is an impressive cosplay going on here. Yeah, impressive. Cosplay. What about full surgery? Is that would you do that? No, it's not really for me. But, I, uh, I got Mr. Ellis. I got sucked in to a trans sexting incident when I was in college. Mm. This was in 2010, where trans was a very fringe thing going on when i would see back then the phrase she male was acceptable which uh, remember the good old I days when you could say she male but you would see she male lost so much we a lot of culture is under attack but we would see them crisscrossing around the gay districts of sacramento my hometown and that was the only trans experiences i had as a boy but then i the like the one of the hottest girls i'd ever seen up until that point in my life added me on facebook Long flowing hair, big fake titties, beautiful tan, gorgeous Kim Kardashian-esque face. Clearly the product of a doctor. And you realized it was Kyle from your ninth grade math class? Not after, not until I sent my penis picture to Kyle, rather. And then she was like kind of dogging me on the size of my cock. And she was like, I need eight inches at least. Yeah, I knew it. And then she sent... Sensing some anger from you, <laughs> but then she sends me a photo, it. and there's angry? like, she's... if you attack him, that'd be great because that would be like a review. Right, never mind, um, she, dude. She had a slink. She sent me a picture of her. If I stop punching you in the face on the couch, I know what you do. I saw your video. <laughs> take his take five minutes to get yeah. up and then casually try yeah. to intervene. But uh, <laughs> dude, she had a fucking slinky, like something of the size of that Starbucks cock, dangling down because it was an ass picture. But the cock was dead, so yeah. it was taken in the mirror from the back. But I could see what was dangling yeah. down pl- past the buttocks. Yeah. And I was still, I, I I didn't believe she was trans still because it was such a foreign concept to my little twenty year old brain. Yeah. I thought she photoshopped it, and I still wanted to fuck her. Yeah. And um, are you asking if I would get my penis sucked by her knowing she was trans? I don't know. No. It depends on how much I've had to drink. I think that's what you were maybe thinking. Oh. I, if you don't want to, that's fine, too. I totally get it and yeah. and understand it. I mean, I, I was straight. 
You know? I was. Past tense, you're married. I was Your wife's not going to want to hear this. I was positive that I was straight. My whole life, teens to 20, 25, maybe even 28, two times I took a bunch of ecstasy and hooked up with a trans person. So I thought, you're just a junkie. Like if you, you take so many drugs, you, at, at one point, if you're still conscious, you'll let anybody blow you. So mm-hmm. I wasn't gay. Mm-hmm. I remember having a discussion with two gay guys at a house where I was there to have sex with men. <laughs> Am I gay? And one of them was like, no. And the other one was like, I think you are. And I was like, if both of you could come to the same conclusion, I would believe whatever the conclusion is. Because I really didn't know. That's amazing that you were rolling around in circles in which merely having sex with a man or multiple men would not mandate that you are gay. Because in this office, I'm pretty sure that amongst the vast majority of the hosts, the understanding is that really even just like the slightest attraction to men, even if you don't act on it, is pretty much... Yeah. What yeah. is so bad about it? There's nothing wrong with it. I'm is just it, saying that we're on high alert admit for it. That they might be or might not be. Like, who cares? I, I think not what, me. Like, you still like me, which is super I like odd. you. Yeah, I'm just I having know. a conversation I don't know why about you this. Me and shit. Every time he texts me, I'm like, does he know? Maybe my name's like written wrong. See, that's what is weird about being else. friends with you is that you have this sort of like gay insecurity that like you you think Fuck that yeah. like you're not going to be accepted by someone like me because just, you're. I feel like you guys don't catch the way you talk. Like the way you talk is like you know, whoa! I wouldn't do that, or you know, this how this in this studio, no one's going to be doing this or that because if they did, that's my I'm they would speaking be treated to the cultural norms of the people that I hang out with. It's not like in this office. Obviously, there's like all kinds of people who work here. I'm just saying, like, if you were to take like the ten main hosts on the channel, and if you were to ask them with a fucking lie detector test on them, like what their barometer is for what might be considered gay, their standard is so unbelievably low. Whereas you're rolling around with people who. Even fucking men might mm-hmm. not necessarily make you gay. I'm just pointing out it's, how interesting that it's is. It's true. But if I complimented Flacco's shoes, he might call me an F word. Right. You pulled a cock out of your mouth and asked a man if you were a homosexual, <laughs> and he gave you a negative answer. Yeah, I really didn't know. I'm, what, so, I'm sorry. Do you now, now that you, it seems like some time has passed since that incident in the yeah, bathhouse. I, I know I'm gay now. Yeah. Are you? Can you break it down? Because you're clearly a little bit straight too. Can you break it down into a percentage? Which preference you have for which sex? Mm. Which one dominates? Yeah, I'm more straight. Well, he is married to a woman. Would you say for every? Is it sixty forty for every six women sure. you have sex with? Is it four dudes? What, dude? Just <laughs> a no. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I have to add how many people I have sex with. I like whoever arithmetic. wants to have sex with me that week who's been tested. Yeah, it could be all girls, could be all guys. I'm just not. Sure I never, why I never add it up where it's like, well, I fucked three girls this week, so I need to even it out. Fuck a couple dudes. Like it just. I like everybody. I like trans guys, trans girls. I'm not a. I think the correct thing is I'm a pansexual because that's somebody that's into everybody. So, yeah, I'm into everybody. I think the, the, the fear that somebody like Danny or I has is that perhaps you and I are no different. You're just a little bit more open-minded. Mm. Not a fear necessarily, I think some but a curiosity. Really, I think some people are really not gay. Same as uh, I have a, a kind of a, not really a boyfriend because I'm married, but I have a guy that we've been hanging out for years. And every now and then we hook up with Katie, with my wife. And for the first you're finding it hard not to laugh. That's awesome. I just recoiled. I did not laugh. 
recoiled. <laughs> I saw it. It was just shock. He wasn't anyway, horrified. He couldn't get it up for maybe two years around her. And then now he's sort of just become so friendly with her that he can keep it up because it's a pussy and it doesn't work for him. Really? Mm. Just like I would assume um, you guys around a naked guy trying to like, come on, just play around. You'd be like, look, I'm not mad at you. I just really don't want to do that at mm-hmm. all. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that would be completely understandable. I do think that there's people that are on the scale a little bit. And because of society, they won't uh, tap into that piece of themselves. And I don't, and I'm, I don't, you know, I might die tomorrow. If I feel like I might be interested in that, I'm going to check it out. Mm-hmm. Turns out I was right. I, I like it a lot. Do you sense it all, Adam? I, I feel like you're defensive <laughs> as if you think Adam and I are judging you. I, I have no I'm just based on watching all. your one show that he sent me where <laughs> you guys were talking about me in a way where I was like, is, is this a compliment? Because I kind of feel like you're shitting on me, but I, I took it as you're trying to be entertaining and you're, you, you tapped on it. But it wasn't – I didn't feel – like these guys have got my back at all. Mm-hmm. I felt like, I mean, even you saying I fuck with Jason Ellis, and I'm like, I'm so confused. I fuck with Jason Ellis. I'm not really sure why he wants to be a comedian. This guy's doing impersonations of me about all I do in my comedy set <laughs> is how many dicks do I get in my ass, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that, okay, f- fair enough. I guess that was the ten minute set, but it didn't seem very flattering. To me, it's like if I'm cool with somebody and I go to watch their comedy set and we have a conversation about them afterwards, the worst thing that I could ever imagine would be me talking about their set and having to add this preface about the fact that I'm cool with them or that I fuck with them or that I think they're a good person or whatever. That to me is just like so painfully lame. I I, I, I don't remember ever questioning for a minute when we did that episode that you would understand that, yeah, we're cool. We're friends. Yeah. Like I'm fucking maintain contact with you on purpose over the years without ever considering that that you would take it that way so to me it's like yes we were joking around about your comedy special in which you like you know talked about sucking dick for a large percentage of it which to me is just like yeah it's a comedy special of course we're gonna have a comedic conversation about it i didn't feel like we we blurred the lines on if we actually fuck with you not as people though or like he didn't even know you and also i mean people do impressions of comedians all the time like how many times have you heard the why do they call it milk like the jerry seinfeld but everybody respects jerry seinfeld just because somebody is very easy to impersonate and again i've been playing around with my australian accent i wanted an excuse i feel like me just doing a little impersonation of the act isn't at all negative adam i brought in a picture of my erect penis to Adam on my second day of this podcast. Mm. He told he me... Did? Yes, and he told me... Yeah. You might be gayer than me. I wouldn't mm. do that. Perhaps, Mr. Ellis. That's why I'm I did throw him to rape you in the parking lot. He told me my cock, <laughs> if it were a poker hand, would be a, a seven-deuse offsuit. <laughs> I like that you haven't forgot that. <laughs> we'll never forget that. And it's he's reminded fantasy. me many, many times of my physical shortcomings in that regard. We give each other shit. That's something that goes on. Doesn't that happen in the comedy clubs you're going to? I think to? the difference is... is Adam does text me from time to time, but we've never hung out. It's always for a show. But with him, it's even more gloves off because he doesn't know you. Like, he should, like, if you're going to review. I understood him more than you. Wait, so you thought I was more offensive? Yeah, yeah, because you said, uh, it seems like that's all he does. No, I was trying to just figure out, is this, like, your your only bit? Or is this, like, how often do you do it? I I think that's a fair conversation to have, right? I have other bits. Right. And then, and then with not one uh, gay 
bit, like a, a joke that's completely different. Right, but I just don't think that Several. It, I don't um, think it's offensive to like dissect that situation in the sense that like I, I think I said during that that like I could imagine doing a comedy routine that was like my version of that where I'm talking about all these absurd things I've gone through in my life or stuff and I was just, you know, wondering like how many other of those you have. A lot. The other one should just be the polar opposite. It should be super straight. Like, hey, who in the crowd loves getting pussy? Yeah, I can't I do, get it. I do want to fucking China. Nice. Yeah. What's it, the premise of the China bit? Oh, uh, well, one time, a long time ago, I fucked her. Oh, okay. you mean a literal, the, the porn star China or the WWE? The, the wrestler, yeah. Oh, okay. I you thought fucked we were, her? I thought we were talking about yeah, the I she people's Republic. Holy shit. Yeah. That okay. is legendary. She can't. Okay. All How right, much can good. you say about this? Because I, mean, I remember what her... Like we we when her porn leaked, I was young. Yeah, I never saw that you until saw after, because someone was like, "Dude, did you see your giant clit?" And yeah. I was like, "I didn't." And I ate her out. I don't remember going, "Dang, is that a penis?" Like I didn't jump away from it or anything. Well, you're pretty used to penis. Well, this is I think at all that, that time maybe not. Well, oh, she has huge tits, doesn't she? They weren't that big. She's she was she's ripped. fucking jacked. She has mm. fake tits, but big then she's lats. such low body fat that yeah. I feel like they look. I don't know, but like I love that look. That's like a steroid thing, right? Is that the yeah. enlarged clit thing, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I yeah, like she went hot. girls. There's China. We have a photo of her here. Not for you people. <laughs> I really like her. Beautiful. Besides she's a really the nice person too. Thing, yeah. The powerlifting chicks are hot. And when I was in yeah. college, the chicks who were walking around on the rowing team and on the swim team. Powerlifting was just an as important part of their regimen as was swimming around in the pool or paddling in the pond. Mm-hmm. Huge asses, big muscular legs, yeah. backs, backs that were wider than mine. And uh, it's impressive. Me, I just wanted a girl like that to pick me up and just throw me onto the bed and make me call her. Yeah, me too. Something. You're such a, a like a bodybuilder, like a full blown. Yeah. Like, like besides her. Yeah, I had sex with a bodybuilder once. It uh, we went. For a drink, and then she. I just want to. Okay. Had somebody in the apartment or something, so she was like, "I don't have anywhere to hook up." And I was like, "I do know this gay theater on uh, Santa Monica in Hollywood. I'm like, it's pretty trashy, but we could definitely fuck in there. And there's like different rooms. There's like, uh, I think they've changed it now, but there was straight porn, trans porn." Gay porn, and then in the big area, in the big theater, the main screen, gay porn on in there. So you go in different rooms, and it's usually not very busy, and it's really dark. And I hooked up with her in the straight room, and uh, a couple of people started watching because a lot of people like trying to jump in, but you, I don't think I've ever seen anyone else with a girl in there. Oh. So I started banging her, and she was like hands up against the wall, and I moved her. Uh, she had, I think she had a dra- jacket on or something, but I moved it to the side so that people could see that it was a girl, thinking that that would kind of deter the crowd. Everybody came into the room. It was like 20 people all watching, and when I finished, I got a standing ovation. Nice. In the theater. A little live sex show. Yeah. Wow. I love I love the mindset to take a girl to a theater. Like I would much <laughs> rather bend a girl over in a bush I know, or in yeah. an alleyway. You're I don't such get an caught. old school like sex guy. Like just going to a a theater, a jack shack. I do. Know? When we first found it, I went there with my wife, and we sat down. And as soon as we sat down, somebody started trying to blow me, and I was <laughs> like, hey, "Can I?" And she's like, "Yeah, go for it." So this guy's blowing me, and then I'm looking at my wife like we're kind of snickering, and then a dick just floats in between us 
and and he tapped it on her shoulder. Your wife's shoulder. Yeah, and she just started laughing. Did she, she was like, I'm not sucking that dick. Uh, how do you yeah. not get offended by that? I feel like a guy putting his penis even within any vicinity of my chick. Right? I guess you go into that with like <laughs> that in your head as like this is acceptable. We yeah. went back in there the next day and she put a beanie on and we bought one of those fake penises that you put in your pants that looks real to see if somebody would suck it. And then we both sat down and somebody started blowing me and somebody started blowing her and realized it was rubber and bowed out of it. You know, me and my girl don't fuck anyone who's not tested. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, this was this was a long time ago. <laughs> I know. I just, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, because holy shit, this is Russian fucking roulette yeah, when I you're out bit, there, bro. I got bit a bunch. Was this, oh, yeah. was this before the AIDS epidemic? Chlamydia <laughs> and gonorrhea and syphilis. I got all of them. Wow. Nice, congratulations! Yeah, no, I'm very proud of it too. That, that just, you know what's really cool about it? Giving it to your wife—that's awesome. They love that. Well, what about spouses. when your wife gives it to you? That's a that never happened better. because she's not a fucking trifling whore like I am. Yeah, she did my, not suck that dick in that theater. But me and yeah. my girl are monogamous. Besides the porn shit, and she goes off and does a four or five girl orgy one day with a bunch of chicks. Yeah, but and they comes don't get back. tested. Yeah, but somehow one of them she I, came back with something. Oh, really? Yeah, it thought, happens, man. I, I yeah. thought the the two flowers were much less likely to transmit because there isn't that deep penetration. Uh, that's what I thought. But then again, also the vagina is a mucous membrane, which yeah. makes it more transmissible. I don't know what the fuck they were doing that was swapping fluids to such an extent that my girl was able to get the STD from her. But... My chick one time got a from lesbian doing a group thing got a what is it some kind of infection where she had to go and take pills because their pussy got stinky from licking each other vaginal baganosis or some something, bullshit something to where she was i remember very unhappy no i got one maybe six months ago from a big star famous ass girl super hot i feel like people get tested yeah. and some people get tested and they go out that night before and then they fuck a bunch of people yeah tons yeah yeah so that's that's why I've, i'm so confused because i've done porn with adam not me personally but people <laughs> in my orbit have fucked in association with Adam or fucking people he knows in the industry, we've had to get two of the past system tests. And in one case, the test was taken four days before the scene. That's a long which, time. Which you're in, in porn girl it could be two weeks. days. That's Two ridiculous. fucking weeks. Because yeah. think about it. A lot of people in the industry are going out almost literally every night. And to expect them to not be fucking random people without yeah. a condom in two weeks. Most of the girls I know now seem pretty fucking responsible. But when I think about my early days of hanging out with a lot of top porn stars, yeah, they were for sure like shooting huge scenes with famous fucking male talents for huge companies. And they were fucking rappers the night before. Yeah. Raw. Unbelievable. And the rappers could have literally fucked 20 girls over the prior week you know do you my girlfriend and i talk about this because my girlfriend's cousin loves having sex with rappers and we actually a gentleman we mentioned earlier in the rap community who loves transgender individuals yeah, tiger. my girlfriend actually has a <laughs> my girlfriend actually, my girlfriend actually has a what story of a chick who has a committed relationship to a guy like being tyga's side bitch she just cheats on yeah. her boyfriend constantly with tyga yeah. and just rolls out of bed with him like opens her phone missed 10 calls from her boyfriend goes back to him but one thing i was curious about it seems like there's a much higher threshold for cancellation in the rap community it seems like rappers it's sort of expected that they're going to treat women poorly fuck a lot of chicks all over the place versus if us if we conducted ourselves like that yeah. we would be canceled much sooner am i wrong well okay well, i don't know about cancel but if you're you guys are homophobic 
Uh, we are not you. No, the, the sorry, the the hip hop right. world, world okay. Okay. is homophobic. There was this more whole, than other demographics. There was this whole conversation that played out recently where I I show Speed. What the fuck is his name? Speed, the Twitch streamer, this young black kid who's super popular. He was in Japan or some shit, and he's filming himself. And there's an Asian dude, and he's basically saying like fucking oh Kanichiwa, yeah yeah, like he's t- talking in the Asian accent mm-hmm. to him. It's super rude, mm-hmm. and he ends up like getting a lot of people super angry at him. And Destiny was talking about it, and Destiny basically acknowledged that. Look at like the low, low bar that is being set for this kid. Mm Because this is the kind of thing that if you had a white person doing this on camera with Mm -hmm. a fucking uh, Asian person, uh, like Mm -hmm. the the cancellation would be instantaneous. Mm -hmm. Tony Hitchcliffe did it. Right. The fact that this is even considered controversial. Even though he didn't get canceled, but he did get in trouble. Speed has a a lot of privilege there because he's young and black, basically, Mm -hmm. is the point that Destiny was making, is that like Mm -hmm. this is the kind of stuff that would be instantaneous cancellation for a lot of people. Also, the the left, the people who do the canceling, they think in terms of uh, political ideas identity and like skin color and race and the the top of the food chain as far as like an endangered minority is a young black man right. so and chinese people now are very prosperous in america so i'm sure that factors into it too yeah. they look at it as punching up speed was punching up was it speed but but, but now go- speed is in the position of being this you know millionaire twitch streamer so now they're looking at it as him punching down because he's in a position of power and he shouldn't be using his platform to dehumanize Asian people he's not mm. really getting canceled though is he I don't know the extent to which he can really be canceled I feel like because this whole cancel thing is kind of bullshit. No, but he he got canceled hard because he was doing stuff with the World Cup and they fucking canned him because they revealed old clips of him saying racist shit or, or creepy shit to girls or whatever. Like, uh. I mean, anytime you're working with brands, it is fairly easy to be canceled uh, because okay. you really only need ten or twenty angry ass people on yes. Twitter to make that brand start to feel like. It is not worth it for us to keep fucking with this guy. Uh, but if you're more self-sufficient, like some yeah. comedians out there, they have a big podcast and they do stuff. Because like Chris D'Elia and all those guys, they did some weird stuff and right. they're fine. Well, yeah. I think stand up, Patreon, YouTube, podcast. It's hard to take all this shit away from you. And like, but Chris D'Elia is not going to get an ad from fucking MasterCard. He's not going to get a Netflix right. He's not going to get a Disney deal. Yeah. You don't think exactly. he would get a Netflix no. special? No. He I are, think he would. He got scrubbed no. from Netflix already. I went yeah. and saw yeah, but him. But I think they'll forgive him and let him come back he sells out so Who many have they shows. forgiven they haven't forgiven anyone they mel gibson they forgave mel gibson yeah different N- times like 17 name a, movies this name year. a comedian who has been canceled and then was basically welcomed back into the woke ecosystem of netflix uh, kevin oh, hart. you name it i'm kevin, asking you kevin hart Canceled? What, what was he canceled for? For doing gay, for saying for homophobic stuff. That's nothing. After. Sexual abuse is a different thing. What's the thing. guy that choked off on people? He, but but he's, what he has he done? He hasn't, he hasn't been huh? on Netflix. He just does his own shows. Oh. And there is a degree. Wait, he didn't get a special no. recently? He, he's done two on his own on that his he's own. released on his website. Which you can he, do. He has made an enormous well? amount of money. Yes. Yeah, but when you're canceled, you get to do that. You get to do shit independently. You just don't get to get supported by brands. Okay. Is it that important anymore to be mainstream well if you're as lucky as him to have this gigantic fan base where you could sell out 20 30 however many thousand tickets but but he hasn't had a special since though those were all pre-cancellation and i I will say this jason crystalia probably lost in potential earnings 20 million dollars from cancellation because he had a prank show coming up on Mm -hmm. netflix he would have kept doing movies and those acting gigs it's probably like hey oh hey chris you've got 80 lines in this movie five million dollars you want to come do it okay he still kills it on his patreon he still i'm sure kills it on the road he's selling out but he's like 
one of the bigger guys right now is what I hear. But I, I feel like the exposure that he got from being on Netflix, from being an actor, from being on the Comedy Central roasts, that drove people to his shows and to his Patreon. And now it's harder to refill the bucket. His mm. audience bucket is it's the people that it was. And that's where it's going to stay. Maybe not forever. Times are changing. Elon bought Twitter. But I, uh, I it's easy to imagine a comedian up and coming 10,000 followers has the exact same thing happen to him that happened to Chris D'Elia. And keep in mind that Chris D'Elia has largely, I think, been exonerated of a lot of the worst of the accusations that were thrown at him during that whole like fucking flurry of accusations. You know, I think that for the most part, most of that shit didn't seem like it panned out. Was he maybe just being a little too horny and just like trying a little too hard to get ass and being a little too reckless? Probably. Just but don't want to fuck people that young. Yeah, he was just being a hornball from what that's what I ended up taking from it. But a guy who has 10,000 followers is just starting out their career that even just having that attachment next to your name, a lot of people aren't going to really be open enough to like give you a chance and to continue to listen to you, I think. I want to. I think it also ties into what we were talking about earlier. When you're a fuckable guy who gets pussy, the mob is out to get you. They hate Brendan Schaub. I think Dalia caught a little bit of that too because yeah. Dalia. Oh, they're all in the same group. Same with Callan. They're all yeah. fitter comedians that uh, are, MMA are somewhat attractive, and they're walking fucking boners. Yes. As soon as you're a hot, rich, famous comedian, <laughs> you are a fucking target. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> That's really what it comes. Down I mean, to. It, yeah. it's just we've seen it. Over and over and over where it's just like and even like Brendan Schaub, like I mean the, the the fact that a lot of people think that he has money from his family or whatever. Wait, that, they do? I, I mean I've seen that floated in his Reddit I from didn't time know to that. time. I have no idea. But like I yeah, the I, guy fucking works his ass off. But, whether but, you like but it, they'll it take or not. anything. Shop, they'll take do fucking hates me. Really? What, Shab hates you? Yeah, because I fucking opened my fucking dumbass mouth about shit. Why? Oh, just talking about special anything? I just No, because they did that thing where they were bullying Bobby Lee, and Bobby Lee was on oh. his podcast saying that they threatened me. And when I heard that, I'd already called Cal and texted him and said, hey, man, I think it's really cool that you fucking just fessed up and, and said, because on his podcast, he was like, I called him. I threatened him. I acted like a fucking asshole. I feel stupid. I lost my control and I apologize. And I was like, man, that was really cool of you to do that, especially on your show. But then I heard that it was like a threat of violence. And I'm like, wait, you th- threatened Bobby Lee with violence? Where did you say that? Where did you, once you heard that, where did you voice this publicly? Uh, I did a show with a friend that's good friends with them, and I said it in the green room, and now that guy doesn't talk to me, and all those guys unfollowed me on social media. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. The whole little Brennan Shaw mafia, all his boys? <laughs> I don't want to, yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't blame him. I, you know, if you're not going to be 100% in support of them, you know, I don't I don't. I, don't I just know feel like I that stand. was a I situation. just want out. I just don't want to be in... A group where people do that. That just feels like a situation where Brennan was getting so much shit during that, that at a certain point, you just really have to kind of back off and be like, all right, whatever. Like, I'm just going to deal with the fact that everybody thinks I fucked up in this situation. Because, I mean, I just was doing the fight companion with Brennan, and I wasn't sure at a certain point if he was going to, you know, invite me to do shit like that because of the fact that I kind of said on one podcast that I didn't think a special was funny. And then he hit me up to do it, and I figured, oh, that's cool that he's the type of person that doesn't hold that against somebody now the whole bobby lee thing was sort of a, a much different level of drama whereas saying you don't think a special is funny is one thing but that whole bobby lee thing was some other shit i That's think Bert's all... a funny guy i think he's a funny podcast i think they're all very talented at what they do mm-hmm. i don't have any beef I, I love bobby lee i don't really even know him that well but i don't know he's got one of those things where 
I just want to help him, which mm. is ridiculous because he's successful. He's got everything. But when I heard that somebody bigger was bullying him, that obviously could beat his ass, I'm like, man, that is some... Why, why would you do that? Like, if anybody who was a friend of mine did that, that it was close, I would call them and be like, hey, man, like, that's... Okay. What the fuck? Because think about what this is. This is like a conversation about geopolitical geopolitic uh political <laughs> geopolitics in the sense of like when do you escalate beyond words into violence and one good thing you could say about comedy is that for the most part throughout comedy's history there's been very little violence that most of these problems get worked out with words and that that's a good thing and you know that's one thing that sometimes bugs me about rap is you'll be having an argument with somebody online and then they basically turn the conversation into well i could kill you or yeah. i could beat your ass it's, it's or i have more like, money than you these are like stupid things that stupid people say in those kind of conversations yeah. and i think that the comedy world once they saw that people were basically like threatening bobby lee or whatever they're right to revolt against that right I, I, with the bobby lee thing this is how i understand it they thought they meaning Shab and callan yeah. that that bobby lee was either actively himself on their Reddit talking shit. Yeah, just for the audience, might not know. And, or he, Bobby Lee was endorsing people talking shit about those guys. And the reason I'm a little bit more sympathetic to Shab and Callan is I've seen the level of hate those guys get, especially Shab, and it really kind of sickens me. I don't think Shab deserves it. I think sometimes he can be a little too confident and a little too like, oh, I'm the man, fuck you. And it's like, dude, you do have to put in your time and earn your place in comedy. And I get that he's got the I get pussy thing going on and people don't like it. But a lot of the attacks that go on, there's this one where a guy devotes 30 minutes to explaining why Brendan Schaub is a piece of shit while a 3D rendering of Schaub's face is being made in caricature. (laughs) And I just like, this guy is, the guy who did this is so angry and this is so mean (laughs) that I, like, I, that I get why Callan would want to step in when other people are doing similar things to Brendan. Clearly it was wrong. If and he you thought somebody was secretly running a Reddit in which they like had tons of different accounts in which they were shitting on you, if you sincerely believe that, is that the kind of thing that it might be fair to threaten violence against? I mean, I guess maybe I could see myself doing that. Really? That, well, if I knew that somebody was basically like creating a shitload of different ghost accounts to have this like mass conversation, I mean, yeah. if you really believe that, now is that anywhere close to reality? Was there ever a time in which it was actually fair for them to think that that was happening? That I'm not so sure about. But he seemed to think that he had people that he hired that for sure knew that it was Bobby. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a nightmare. That's all I know. It's bad, dude. I wish everybody could all be friends, and I wish that sometimes uh, words would stop coming out of my mouth. Yeah, That's why? What... You don't want to be that kind of person, though. You don't want to. I don't want to be hold enemies, back enemies and not with say any of those feel. guys. Those guys helped me. Yeah, but what's what's better to fucking be a real person who just voices how you actually feel about shit versus? Oh, I've already made my decision. I'm just saying that I. I yeah. sometimes kind of cringe at myself and regret it a little bit. But, yeah, I know what I am. I don't want to hang out with anybody that's like that. If you haven't sorted your shit out, just do it over there. Because I can't, I can't, uh, you know, I, I hitting people. I've, it's a silly thing to say. I don't, I don't like it, too. I've stopped. Because I used to talk a lot of shit about whoever. Top you of my head. You broke your ankle. What's that? You break your ankle. What does that mean? You got a scar on your leg like you broke your ankle. Where? On the inside of your fucking ankle. Is this a gay thing? 
Do you? I can't tell. Why does it have to be a gay thing? How would you be able to see it? He has I, socks and pants. Don't me, motherfucker. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kick you there, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Ellis. I'll, bre- I, I'll break it again. I just oh, wasn't boy. sure if this was some sort of like gay Fucking community. Purple belt. <laughs> That's what it comes that back to. Purple belt up your ass. It comes back to belt. You ever heard of that one where you punch somebody who's got a purple belt, then they go down to blue? Yeah. Let's let's yeah. set up a date in the dojo for us to all figure out what we're working with. Okay. You, I remember your main attack is giving people staph infections. <laughs> Me suggesting so that, knowing that I'm at That's the bottom dangerous. of the totem pole. Yours might be giving people AIDS. No, Matt, think about the reputation I gained when I was training jujitsu. So you've trained? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I gave a fucking dude who had been training for like years a staph infection within well, he like. Would, wouldn't have been his first? A couple of weeks in though, yeah, but he was like eyeing me just like. Why am I on the bench for two fucking weeks when you, you total newbie, just gave me a staph infection? You rolled with staph? Well, I mean, I had <laughs> never had it before, and somehow I, like, this dude got it. I got it. He, I walked back in there. Where'd you He's get just, it? Uh, I had it a whole like bunch of times. it was a zit on you, right? I, I think at that it time, that it was on, like, my knee, and this dude, like, had it on his forearm, and we had literally been doing a fucking drill. I had staff on my dick. We, we, uh, that wasn't staff, but, my friend. Yo, we had been yeah, doing a drill was, where it was, it was literally, like, it was the worst one. us knocking too. our body parts together, and then those began, those became the parts of our bodies that got the staph infection. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, undeniable. Yeah. I got it in my nose. Oh. I was doing oh. a lot of coke, and I was, and I'm like, ooze all the goop That's out good. of my nose. That's great. Jiu-jitsu and cocaine. What mixes better? Yeah, no, those that time a, in my life. It's a yeah. winning combination. I I'm actually still sidelined from staff. I'm still waiting. Yeah, staff. My I had it. It's basically gone now. But the it's holiday like, season. Do not fucking touch me. To me, that's Mr. almost. Mr. Ellis, you're getting raped in the parking lot. Staff's <laughs> the least of your worries. I, I don't. I, I I want you to try. <laughs> what if I did? I really do. I'm gonna come at you completely naked with only my shoes on, a full on boner. I'm just gonna go. You're fucking with the wrong guy. Like, naked dudes with penises that are hard don't flinch me. Yeah, how's your striking, Danny? With my penis? Yeah. I can tell you don't do a lot because your nose is straight. It's actually broken. It has been yeah, broken from a not, punch. Yeah. It's not broken enough to be good at striking. Your face is like you guys both pretty skate and soft too. and shit. It hasn't I'll suck been your hit. You guys both skate too, which is another reason. Well, I don't really you know you. I guess you thing. can suck it. Yeah. You got a gay face. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Yo, definitely do that. Suck his dick. <laughs> Roll together and give each other head. <laughs> well, it'll be like one of those wrestling porns where it starts off, a good sparring session. Yeah. Five minutes, uh, IBJJF scoring, and then loser blows the other one. Yeah. Which is going to be you blowing me this time. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Good well, luck. He's, he's a vert skater, and you have like done a heel flip, right? I've done many kick flips <laughs> and heel flips. We're pretty even then. <laughs> I, uh, You've I, never been on a vert ramp. I, no, I used to fancy myself a transition skater. Uh-huh. I'm avoiding the word tranny here because of the context it's been used in. <laughs> but I, yeah, I was pretty good, dude. I got axle stalls. I got 50-50s. <laughs> I got rock and rolls to fakie. One time I even did a really bitch in indie You've got rock and rolls to fakie? Yeah. Just that sentence alone <laughs> to fucking excludes you from the game. Oh. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> rock and rolls. But to fakie. <laughs> like it was a, you mean a, a plot You twist. mean to rock to fakie? It's true. Yeah. It's like coming in here bragging about making out with a chick or you something. You can't beat so me low level. in grappling or any of that, and I don't believe you can drop in on a vert ramp. I, I can't this, drop in on a vert ramp. I think that story was bullshit. I have, no, I've never dropped in on a vert ramp. Oh, right. This was like a five-foot quarter. This was a six-foot mini ramp I did all these things on. Oh, I would never rock to fakie. Excuse me, rock and roll. Because I got to a rant. We could have you there like tomorrow. Twelve footer. I love that idea. I think it's thirteen, dude. But no. it's very good. It's one of the. It's probably the best vert ramp in the world, dude. I I don't know. Tony will help you. Tony uh, loves helping people drop in. 
on Verity still yeah. to this day has the passion. Fuck yeah. One of his most favorite things to do is to say, you've got it. And then you explode on the flat and we all laugh. Dude, that's, that's the thing about Vert is when, when you look down a Vert ramp, so the coping hangs out over the ledge. Therefore, you can't see the Vert. The Vert is invisible. It looks like a ledge. And then it's three or four feet down, it looks oh, like yeah. the ramp begins again. And it looks like you're just going to fall <laughs> down to where the ramp actually begins. He's yeah. sad older than me right now. This is cool. I'm not going up there. Uh, dude, I, Wait, I would love to. I'd love to drop it on You never BMXed a couple of grinds on a vert ramp? No. Not hey. one time after all your BMXing. You ever did a Superman? I, only, a- I only even was around a vert ramp maybe like a couple times. Yeah. Uh. And uh, okay. You, and it was much later in my riding career when I had already definitely ruled had out like the a, possibility of a doing brain. That. You were like, if I do this, I'm going to hospital. Dude, it's probably not uh, worth it. I don't I'm even think I ever like properly aired a quarter. I'm gonna be honest with you. A BMX You're bike dropping curb guy. Yeah. All right. Dropping it on a bike is so much gnarlier than dropping it on a skateboard Fuck, on no, a vert skateboard's ramp. Skateboard's so much worse. Dude, are you kidding me? Because if you eat shit on the bike, you're going over the handlebars onto your face. At least you can bail to your knees or your butt on I a can, skateboard. I can do both, and I'm a terrible BMX rider. It's... Mm. Yeah, the slam is worse if you do it wrong, but it is easier to do it. On a bike. Yeah. Because the bike has its own momentum. You're yeah. riding the bike. That's yeah, the whole thing with the kinda... skateboard is that you're barely riding the skateboard. It could just be gone from <laughs> beneath you at any moment. Mm-hmm. And that uh, is one thing that I noticed is that, like, okay, if you were going to bar spin El Toro versus kickflip El Toro, like, yes, it's fucking insane either way. But with a kickflip, like, a, a good skater is going to be able to roll out of that shit and be able – like, you're going to have to try that shit, like, a bunch of times to land it, you know? Whereas with the bar spin, like, I, I was there when this dude Rory bar spin El Toro for the first time, and it's like – falling on a fucking when you have your handlebars spitting in front of you it's just so hard for you to land and not die yes so skates skateboarding skateboarding is hard harder but in some ways it's easier to fall the so kind of like sure. makes some stuff work better i feel mm-hmm. like yeah you're not very good at bailing no it's super hard to bail. bmx on guys on vert don't bail they just slam yeah, you case your fucking tire and just explode. And I've always tripped out on that. BMX guys have knee pads when they ride vert, but they never knee slide. They just ride it into a shoulder block. Mm. Mr. Ellis, did I ever tell you about the time I kick-flipped a five-star? <laughs> <laughs> tell us all about it. We got... <laughs> That's pretty much it. I kick-flipped a five-star. I was in fifth grade. That's huge. It's the best I ever did on a skateboard. I ollied an eight and I kick flipped a five. That was my mark on the on the scene. Cool. <laughs> so Stroll, I, I sense a lot of hostility. Yeah, tell me from more. Mr. I feel like we need to like just confront this head on about how you're feeling about both of us and just where we're at, Jason. Because I didn't really think we were coming in here to be this contentious. I thought you like contentious. Yeah, I'm being contentious. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to take the, the some of the guilt off of Danny as well since he's he's provoking the situation. He's threatening to rape you in the parking lot and whatnot. <laughs> forgot about that yeah, yeah I'm, i mean i'm not angry at anybody you do seem a little I bit like, like you <laughs> but you said that he was the one who was actually the more insulting when referring to your comedy i also said that i got it i got why you were doing it mm-hmm. i didn't take it as like you've you know what really pisses me off jason ellis like i know <laughs> that you don't mm-hmm. care it just didn't you were just kind of shitting on me a little bit which is fine i'm mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. it seems like it got to you though it seems like you don't trust me, the Dan man trust over here you. on the couch. Like, trust you with what? With, uh, it seems like we aren't developing any warm, fuzzy feelings between each other, despite everything we have in common. 
minus what the do we have in common no we both like to skateboard we both, we both do martial arts um, oh if you could kickflip a five stair i mean you skateboard like you can skateboard jonah hill he says said, he's a skateboarder i can do <laughs> rock and rolls okay that, that was fakey. whatever dude i screwed up some terminology give me a fucking break that was hey, a little you know, years ago it's fine. You dabbled, dude. You should have seen, seen me in Petrero Skate Park in 2016, dude. Yeah. I was slashing the cope. I was slashing the deep end. How old are you? I'm 33. Hey, you look great. I yeah. don't want to blow you. You just look great. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. That was the first sincere compliment he's given me. I don't know. I didn't know I was supposed to give you a bunch of compliments. Yeah, that's kind of how our show works. Yeah. yeah people look, puff up our ego. Yeah, you seem great, <laughs> and you're obviously doing really well. And uh, uh, people say that that's that's very flattering. Not? Well, uh, you know, pretty well. There are a lot of people who are doing was way better than me. Your girlfriend was yelling at me on the street to ask if no, it wasn't your girlfriend. Somebody wanted me to teach her how to butt fuck your friend. Uh-huh. It's, it's possible that either of our girls. One were. of your other friends had a girlfriend, and she didn't know. What I look like, so she was just screaming my name on the street, and I was like, "Can I help you?" She's like, "Yes, how do you butt fuck?" We only came with Lena and his girlfriend, so I'm gonna assume you're talking about his girlfriend. And also, you're saying this like it's tied to my perceived level of success. I don't really (laughs) understand how that works. The success thing, I was just saying, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I don't. It's it's all right. I'm doing. It's okay. I mean, I'm not this guy. It's all about who you compare yourself to, you know. Yeah, I'm not Drake. So true. I'm not. a lot of people. There are so many YouTubers that if I looked at, I don't know, how much they make in a day, it dwarfs what I make in a year. Yeah. And that's the same thing. Like yeah. radio hosts, skateboarders, gay guys, there are better gay guys than you. And it's just something you're going to have to live with. <laughs> Is there a better gay guy than me? I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> well, we don't know, though. Well, you, you seem resistant to the idea of hooking up with me, which a great gay guy would jump all over that. Yeah. Huge opportunity. Yeah, it's really big. I don't feel it. Okay. But he's, he's done double vaginal with guys. I have done that. Where does that land? Does that count as gay to you? It's definitely something that I would probably not want to do, but I don't know. Wait, double that? Your dick and another dick fit in one lady's vagina? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) Yeah. What do you think? Be honest. Uh, I mean, your dick's not very big. Or the vaginas. I've seen dudes with the biggest dicks do this in porn. What do you have to say about that? Uh, Maybe it's huge, but that's great that you did that. You don't feel weird about it, do you? No, I trusted the man. Right. I trusted the man. And it was something we we were uh, in a very nihilistic time in our lives yeah. when we didn't have a lot of actual concrete worthwhile goals to chase. Yeah. And so the thing that we would pride ourselves on is like how debauched. Rubbing your dicks together. How debauched can we be on a Saturday night? And okay. yes, rubbing dicks together is like. And Adam and I were just talking about this last show. It's when you can get a girl to consent to something completely societally unacceptable as a young guy with nothing going on uh, that okay. you feel important. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. See, he's very just, okay, thanks for... I feel like I said something relatively profound there. Am I and supposed to give you a spinning, trophy for that sentence? Like I, a, I would you, prefer you your watch. Your go, a girl with your buddy. Yeah. We're cool. bonding. We're finding common ground, dude. Why the oh, hostility? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, fuck yeah, man. We should definitely rub our dicks together. I don't want to do that. Is that okay? No, it's not okay. You got to tell me why. Because I'm not attracted to you. Yes, you are. You said I had a nice face and I aged well. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm attracted to you. I'm a purple belt. I do all sorts of things well. Yeah, Those are not like boner things to me. If you saw me do a kickflip, you'd be rock hard. It's like catch. Are you sure like when you say kickflip that when you do it is actually a kickflip? Dude, it is. It goes the the truck. The back truck comes up so high. I hate myself. 
I fucking am here, and now we have to talk about skateboarding and sucking dick. <laughs> I wish I had something. I mean, I do have other things got. to offer. That's all we got. Yeah, I guess that's it. What do you? Uh, where do you stand politically? What? How, what do you feel about some non-sexual stuff <laughs> in the world? Yeah. What? What? How do I feel political? Well, just what are some know. opinions you've had? Like, what have you been thinking about lately that doesn't relate to sex or skateboarding? Wow, that's a good question. Um, yeah, not much. Pretty much thinking about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not dropping in on a vert ramp, I'm dropping in on a bloke's ass. Yeah. But we were having this conversation earlier. Is like, how do you present yourself when you are a sex guy? Which, you know, to some extent, I would say that we both kind of fall into that category. We both have sex on the internet. Most people can't say that. We talked about the Hugh Hefner thing and the Dan Bilzerian thing and how it just feels like in this day and age when you put yourself out there as a sex haver that – it's kind of hard for people to take you seriously or yeah. there's just like there's an extent to which people just sort of think it's lame for you to be out here acknowledging that you're fucking a bunch of people on social media, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that's them. I yeah. got to do me. Mm-hmm. It's what I want to do. Makes me real happy. Mm. So I do it. Can I share with you guys one of these non-sexual non-skateboarding thoughts I've been having? Yeah. Sure, please. So recently I've been doing a lot of traveling, filming YouTube videos, vlogs like out in public and the one thing I've noticed is that you always notice when you're on a plane bound for L.A. Everywhere else you go, you can't really tell. It's just a bunch of Midwest-looking, polo-wearing, modestly-dressed women. But on the way to L.A., the last two flights I've had, that's where you get all the fucking the blue hair and the hashtag blah, 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 just the whatever, like the wokesters. The guy, there was a guy, this row of people sitting behind us on a recent flight. One of the guys was wearing, like, half his gear was pink. He had the perm, and his hair was all long and curly. He had a pink hat that said Hollywood Cowboy. And they had a damn near full-sized emotional support dog in the aisle with them. Mm. It was a labradoodle, a younger version of yours, basically, Adam. Uh And at the end of the flight, when the whole time they were just being super loud and obnoxious and clearly L.A., I couldn't tell if I was walking down uh, the Sunset Strip or if I was 30,000 feet above the ground. But the labradoodle at the end of the flight just takes a fucking shit in the aisle. What? Just shits in the aisle. They uh, half-heartedly take a couple of cocktail napkins and try to, like, wipe some of it up. But then they just bail with the dog and tell a stewardess, oh, by the way, uh, Fluffy here had a little accident. And they're on their fucking way. And that just made me kind of think about, like, and then also on a flight last night, totally different flight. A guy was vaping the entire flight back to L.A. with us on the plane. Just fucking. Nobody told him to stop. Nobody told him to stop because the lights were dimmed. It was late at night. Hmm. And. It just made me realize that's kind of emblematic of the whole, like, my truth, believe all women, my pronouns or whatever I say they are. Like, the really radical, like, I'm right, fuck anybody. I'm offended by your comedy set and I'm going to walk out right now. That sort of, like, gnarly subjectivism was em- is embodied when you fly to L.A. by the people you see around you. How much less respectful they are because they're so wrapped up in their own shit. I think that's fair. What kind of dog shit are we talking here? It, like disgusting. fully embed itself into the carpet? Dude, bright green, like half solid, <laughs> half diarrhea. Oh. And like they're trying to clean it up with a cocktail napkin just made it way worse. Now it's way deeper in that Southwest carpet. Wow. And these the corporations don't have the balls to say no to this shit because they're afraid of the cancel mob on Twitter. It's It all comes back to like the worst parts of California are embodied in these passengers on these planes. Like you got teleported to Skid Row, huh? Yeah, like a hipster Skid Row. 
Mm. Hipsters. Fucking hipsters. <laughs> okay. Jason, appreciate you coming on. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Danny, thank you. Yeah, Sledge good for you, Danny. Thanks <laughs> for having me. Still the hostility. It's okay, Jason. Well, I, we'll make you're up. You're good. You're you. great. <laughs>